This is Match Week. You are joined by myself, Artie Amini. We discuss everything soccer from the highs and the lows in the sporting week to the news that is relevant to you. Match week, WWC Upper Montclair. How are we doing today, folks? My name is Artie Emini, as per usual. Always here every Wednesday, having some fun. Today, I am joined by my two guests, Bezmir Zuda and Dayan Bursak. Boys, say what's up. Hello, everybody. How's everybody's day doing? Good morning, everyone. Now, let's see. Been uh, it's been a quite a week, I would have to say the least. Um, Bezmir and I, uh, we've both suffered defeats from a certain team that shall not be named. Yes, Harry Potter, <laughs> <laughs> the boy who lived has come to unalive. Okay, good. Okay, no more Harry Potter topics. That's yeah. it. Over. But yeah, so Arsenal are on fire right now. They've gotten two of the biggest results they've needed this week to secure top four. How are we feeling about this, guys? See, uh, I knew I, I had a feeling they were going to be on a roll since, since you know they they've always had quality performers. They just needed you know little boost, small little leadership can go a long way, especially with young teams. So Odegaard did his thing, just like I said previously last week. I knew he was going to score or assist. Thankfully, he scored. Uh, Eddie Nketiah, wow, what a player! Honestly, what an amazing player. I. He could be possibly a very, very good swoop for any type of team. But if if I were Arsenal, I'd definitely want to keep him and, you know, try to bring somebody that he could compete with. Yeah, I mean, looking at it from my point of view, I would say, yeah, it was upsetting as a Chelsea fan, like we've said 85 times over the last three, four <laughs> weeks. It was a it was a shock loss, but not one that I'm really upset about. You know, Arsenal, Arsenal's done very well under Arteta. You know, at times criticized, he was under the knife for a while. You know, to pull off two big wins against you know a team that's in Chelsea pretty much secured the top three you know, five points ahead with a game in hand, and to beat out a rival and effectively end United's chances at a top-four finish, it just makes the end of the season that much more exciting at the top of the table, first and second place, obviously. But even at the, you know, the race for the top four, I mean, we look at Spurs, a very, very difficult schedule left in... Liverpool, Leicester, and Burnley, uh, and Norwich, aside from the Arsenal match, which might be the decider for top four, which will be a massive match, whereas Arsenal's schedule isn't that much easier. I mean, West Ham has looked very good. Chelsea just squeaking with a last-minute winner by Captain America, Christian Pulisic. And then Jesse Marsh has Leeds United flying high. They're playing very well. And it's always going to be a struggle to go to a Newcastle side that is, you know, able to upset anyone in the league. I mean, that's why we love the Premier League, right? But 
I mean, Arsenal plays Everton on the last match day. What what might be a last gasp game for Frank Lampard and the Blues to stay up in so the Prem? If you're Frank Lampard, are you sticking with Everton? Like, does ever or does Everton stick with you? That's the question we have, right? Is Everton going to be a guaranteed place for him to continue working? Or as soon as they get relegated, are they going to drop him and just try to get Sean Dice, someone who's been proven to be reliable in the championship? Well, if you were to ask me, I would say, I still say, I think Everton stays up. If they go down, Frank Lampard's pull on players will be good for them. However, like you said, someone like Sean Dyche, in all fairness to Sean, he doesn't deserve to be in the championship. He's a Premier League level manager. I agree. Here's the thing. We say that, but the thing we can say that he's a guaranteed top class championship manager just because of what he's been able to do when he's been in the championship. Every team he's been with in the championship has either nearly won it or has gotten somehow promoted. I mean, listen, Lampard did very well with Derby, yeah. right? Um, Derby, Derby, uh, same thing. Tomato, tomato. You know, and listen, I would think it, it would be brilliant if Lampard was in the championship next season and him and Rooney duking it out for uh, the championship title and promotion. Rooney's getting regula- uh, relegated. Oh, that's right. It's oh, guaranteed. Man. It was, ter- it was sorry, guaranteed sorry last break, two sorry weeks ago, heart. right? Yeah. Like, it, was, it was guaranteed, but still, the performance that they put in being with like negative 24 points, it was he, he's a He's a Derby legend. I yeah. think and listen, any with, other manager would have just... With all due respect, if Lampard, if if Rooney is willing to stay with Derby in League One, which I've heard reports that say there's a good chance he will, he's 100 percent doing it. You know, he stays going to yeah. get them promoted. It's going to be massive for his reputation. I mean, and that's that's that bulldog spirit that you know Rooney's famous for. You know, he's he might have played for Manchester United in the era of the Chelsea United rivalry in the pr- in the, the prem the golden era of Manchester oh, United it was it was it was amazing watching him you know all those years it just it's very fitting for someone like a Rooney to go and stay at Derby as they get relegated to help push them back i mean he's going to be a cult hero i don't i'm not surprised if he's if he manages to get them promoted next year into the championship a year or two after that i wouldn't be surprised if we see them in the prem well, here's the thing, right? When we have someone like Wayne Rooney and what he's doing with Darby, do you think it's more admirable than what we see with, let's say, uh, like Patrick Vieira at Crystal Palace or even Steven Gerrard at like uh, Rangers slash Aston Villa? What do we see this route for Rooney? Do we see it more so as he's genuinely trying to prove himself as a manager or... More so of the route that he's just trying to get like brownie points for other fans. Now, from my perspective, if I was in Rooney's shoes, I- I'd stay. And I think that's what he's going to do. I think Rooney, we've seen, is very loyal. Very loyal. He stayed at United for a long time. Uh, yeah, 13 listen, good years. There were times where, you know, I thought Chelsea was going to sign him a couple of times. Everyone City, wanted him, but he, but he ended up staying. He yeah. stayed. You know, United, even in their tough times, years they weren't winning the title, whatever it was, he was there. And I think, yeah, people are going to say, well, supposedly he handed in transfer requests, whatever. But he ended up staying. Wayne Rooney had the power at United to really leave if he wanted to leave. If you think about it, actually, technically, every single season Wayne Rooney played at Manchester United, he won some type of trophy, fun fact. 
Yeah, and listen, even, and even, it's even, not a surprise. And, and it's even impressive during the Van Gaal and even the early Mourinho years. Like, he somehow was able to pull out these FA Cup wins, Community Shields, uh, what was it, Europa League, his last season at United. So yeah. it, he, he's a, he knows how to win, and that's something that a club like a Derby needs. They need someone who's been a glorified winner for all of his career. And you know what? The thing is very simple that Wayne Rooney also has the pull where while some of those players might not want to go down to League One with Derby, because it's Wayne Rooney, who is arguably one of the most underrated players I've ever seen. I've, I, he's, I don't think he's giving enough credit. He was... He rarely had a bad match for United. He rarely did. He was... He was always out there. If he wasn't scoring a goal, he was grabbing an assist. He was making the difference, hustling to win the ball back. I mean, even look at his time at DC United, right? I, I, I oh, think the man. sad thing for Rooney is that the time when he went supernova, right? So Wayne Rooney was like the like had his best years from 2006 to like 2012, like that in between era of like of like where like a top like talent would be it's not like he dominated a certain decade like oh the 2000s was Rooney oh the 2010s was Rooney he was like in that middle ground of like of like changing of playing styles and of players and uh and this new wave of football and how it's being played now so well I I, th- I think it was just unfortunate for the time that he was playing. well and it's funny if you look at like his the two highest goal scoring seasons he had in the league was 2009-2010, he had 26 goals in 32 matches. And it was 2011-2012. 2012, uh, 2011-2012, yeah. he had 27 in 34. Oof. And it's, it's a... Sh- it, and he... 2009-2010... Rooney's the guy who'll have double the goal, like, but, but double numbers he, assists he, and he, goals. He, here's the tough thing, though, for him, right? In 2009-2010, Chelsea wins the league. Yeah. 2011-2012, City wins the league, Chelsea wins the Champions League. So the poor guy, stellar seasons, right... Just overshadowed by a dream run by Chelsea, winning an then, FA Cup, your uh, European, uh, you know, Champions League double, and then Aguero, you know, and then Aguero. It's the poor guy. And listen, let's be real. Towards the end of his United career, when Van Persie was there, I mean, they were a sight to behold. Yeah, you know, it's they were just magnificent. But his two best goal scoring seasons in the league just happened to get overshadowed by. You know, listen, to score 26 goals in the league for United and to lose the title to Chelsea is tough. And then to score 27 goals a couple years later, just for City to come out of nowhere, last second winner after United thought they had the title won, Mm -hmm. effectively, last couple minutes. City pulls it out in dramatic fashion. Chelsea goes up, sets Bayern in Germany. It's it's such a a shame, you know? Rooney has some of the most memorable goals. He is the memorable, you know, memorable hit, hitting that bicycle kick. But even like that was disgusting. There's always Honestly. a lot of negative talk, and and I guess we're doing this whole section now on on Wayne Rooney and why we all love him so much. Oh, wow, you know me. Yeah, Wayne no, is my favorite mm-hmm. footballer ever. And, like, you know that he comes to DC United, and there's this big shadow cast over all designated players as they're lazy, they're here for the money, blah blah blah, so on and so forth. And MLS last minute of a match, he sprints sixty yards, puts in the tackle, turns. Whips a ball in. P- sends a beautiful ball to the box. DC United scores. They grab the point at the death of it. This is a Rooney in his 30s making that effort in the dying embers of the match. That's that bulldog spirit that Wayne Rooney had that 
He didn't care if he was playing against... I mean, I, w- I want to say one of the small countries. San Marino with yeah. England. Or he's playing the Champions League final against Chelsea in Moscow. For him, it was all the same. Yeah, He was going to go out there. He was going to make sure that when he stepped off the pitch, his, his team... He, yeah, his, his job was done. His team was in the very best position to win that match because of him. I think the sad thing that is really like an overshadowing for his career is how England fans really ridicule him with his performances for England. Even though he was top England's top goal scorer ever for a little while, um, they, they see his early performances in the World Cup when he had gotten like the red card and things happened with him there, and then just not really finding the right rhythm with the national team. And as we've seen with a lot of English fans and a lot of English players, they do really put this like negative connotation towards how how you're perceived when it comes with England. I think that really describes the player. See, the problem with England is is the fact that they will they will never remember if you do all these good things. The one time you mess up completely, they're going to charge you. They're going to completely abuse you, whether on a social media platform or anything. But they'll never they they will always forget that you know the goal or assist or you know the knockouts the in the World Cup or in the Euros. But let's say you miss a penalty, a free kick, or you give a foul inside the box, they're going to absolutely ridicule ridicule you for the whole year. They will not stop talking about it, as we saw with Saka, Rashford. They oh, they miss Sancho, yeah, yeah well, they miss, right. They've all found a familiar foe and everyone just hates Gareth Southgate at this point so no, yeah but they say that but then like everyone's like oh we trust Gareth yeah even, in even Southgate though, we trust even that. though I guarantee you somehow Everton's gonna get relegated and we're still gonna see freaking jo- jo- Jordan Pickford in net for England for the World Cup well listen in all fairness Jordan Pickford is quality quality look have you seen him in, but, in the Premier but, but the whole club is like that in the Prem. Now, no, uh, Jordan Pickford in the past couple of years, every time he's not playing for see, England, see, they are absolute garbage. They are these English fans. All they do is they they, they only ever focus on your lows. No, <laughs> it's not, it's not <laughs> lows. dude. If you see him play for Everton, I'm sorry, he's not as good as Dean Henderson or as as even a, a Ben Foster. I'm sorry, I'm not gonna lie. I, I low key agree with that just because I'd probably put Nick Pope in goal exactly. Put Nick Pickford Pope. In goal. You, you, even even a Forrester, that that's a shout right there. All right, yeah, I, let's let let's uh, agree to disagree on that topic. I put but, the cycling goalkeeper in, might as but, well. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's because I want to hear him mic'd up during a match at the World <laughs> Cup. Oh my you know? god! And he's sitting there, finals, <laughs> you know, sitting there talking about the fan in the stands that's dumping beer over himself or something <laughs> like that. Like that's, oh you know, it's when you being an English fan is you guys have to understand is also rough. Yeah. They have what is the most competitive league of any sport anywhere in the world. It's the Premier League is unpredictable. Now, I'm not saying it's the best football, the best player. It it's the most entertaining. It has some of the best players. It has some of the best managers. Some of the best teams. Right? There are world class players and managers and teams that other in other leagues, but none of them are followed as much as the Premier League is followed. It is the largest sporting spectacle league in the world and when you go from every week being in that atmosphere to getting to the national team where yeah you when was the last time they won the world cup 70 years ago um back when bobby moore was yeah, captain right but you know it's it's tough for them because they know they have all this quality and to come out of a gener- the golden generation you know we're not even going to sit here and talk about the likes of 
Ferdinand, Terry, Cole, Gerard, Lampard, Rooney, all these like it's it, it, it's it, un, un, unreal. Here's the thing, I, and to never win anything, I, that's I tough. think I think the quality is close to that golden generation. Except the difference is that there's way more unity. But then still, when you're calling up players like Harry Maguire, I'm sorry. No. See, but that's the thing. I don't... They're, take the best 11 players from that golden generation. And there's may, maybe a handful of the current players on the England English national team that I would say, okay, XYZ can play over Lampard and Gerrard. You know? Okay, it's it's okay. tough. It's very so th- tough. This would be a fun thing for us. Let's do this. Let's say between the England's current starting eleven and between the Golden Generation starting eleven, who do you keep? Who, who who do you keep from either team and combine? Like, what are we doing? So let's go with the 2010 English World Cup World Cup squad. I think it's right. fair, can, right? Can, can we do the, that? The, the team that was robbed by the Germany goal, yeah. Yeah. Let's. So let's actually look at. I'm gonna pull up their starting lineup from that match. Yeah, I'm gonna pull up the England starting lineup for it against Italy. Also, with the with the England squad uh, squad right now, you also have lots of like youngsters. You don't really have like an older veteran back then like you did because usually you had all the players like Lampard, Terry, Gerrard. You know, people that are veterans. Now you have a bunch of young kids who are captained by Harry Maguire out of all people, and John Stones in defense. So you don't really have that true veteran. To you know, lead it. Some people, yeah, might say Jordan Henderson, you know all that, but that comes nowhere near to what Lampard, Gerrard, and all the yeah. other veterans have. Well, let's be real. I mean, if Harry Maguire was to keep the captaincy, excuse me, over someone like Harry Kane, would be it would be very difficult for Southgate to defend that kind of a decision. I mean, between the three of us and anyone listening, Harry Maguire is maybe a fraction of the player Harry Kane is. I mean, okay, so I just want to go from position to position. So goalkeeper, who are we going? So with? It, so in goal for this match, the starting the starting goalkeeper was oh lord, I just saw the name Emil Heskey show up on my oh wow oh Heskey. <laughs> you have Heskey for England. You have Miroslav Klose, arguably the best goal scorer to ever play in the World Cup, like. He, yeah. uh, unreal. Close was unreal. Played played in eighty five World Cups. Um, <laughs> you know, and then to see Emil Heskey line up on the other side. No comment. Oh god. No offense to Emil Heskey. Um, all right. So let's see. The goalkeeper in net that day was Is this right. Probably Joe Hart. Right? Was David James. Oh, okay. Yeah, David James. Yeah, sounds Ooh. right. So David James. I mean. David James over who was it Pickford? I'm pretty sure, right? So this is go- yeah. So this will be this will be kind of tough. So David James at the time of the 2010 World Cup was at just finished with Portsmouth, was headed to Bristol City. Oof, what an upgrade! Stints at Liverpool, Villa, West Ham, City, Watford, Bournemouth, and now. His, you know, his last competitive match was eight years ago. But in his prime, David James was quality, right? I mean, we're not going to argue that, are we? No, I don't no, think no. we argue oh. David James. Yeah, I'll take David James. You know, um, now realistically speaking, if we look at just his trophy cabinet, I mean, yeah, he didn't win much. But I'm trying to figure out, you know, which of these other 
Should you play know, for Tottenham. Which uh, who was the keeper for in the match against Italy? Was it Pickford? It was Pickford. It was. Pickford. All right, and I know I'm not going to win that battle with you guys. Obviously, I'm not trying to. Well, I mean, it's tough between a David James and a Jordan Pickford because they're sort of one and the same of how they sort of play. They're not the most um, ball distributing goalkeepers. They're not the most progressive, right? They're shot stoppers. So I think either or is a coin toss. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there isn't. You know, I'm fine with David James being. I, I'm fine with either or. Yeah, you guys want to for say. me, honestly, I'd take Pickford. Not, not you know, saying anything about David James, but I just prefer Pickford right now. Just which you know. I, I don't have a problem with that. If we're being All right, honest. You know, we're we're gonna go Jordan Pickford just for this one. Okay, goalkeeper. Jordan are we? Pickford. Are we really? Okay. Yeah, we'll go Jordan Pickford. Um, All right. Defense. So, are we sticking with a traditional back four that they've played with in the past, or are we going to the back five? Well. England Ooh. in that match against Italy played what? Back five, right? Back five. Yeah, with Luke so, Shaw left wing back. I think we. Okay, I, I right now I'm. I'm, back I'm, four. I'm. Okay, I'm gonna say this right now. If we're gonna go by best England performance of the modern era, we have to go with the back five being that best performance against Italy. No, making uh, it to the Euro. I mean, yeah, we could, but at the same time. If we look at the level of players, I mean, which of those center backs from England f- are going to play over John Terry, for example? And Because here's my argument. Because someone like a Kyle Walker, I think, deserves a spot, to be perfectly honest. So we can agree, I think. Kyle yeah, Walker's who, our, yeah. our right back? Yeah, our starting right yeah back. 100%. Who's the right, right back? back? Well, I mean, Glenn Johnson. Oh yeah, yeah, no, but, nah, uh, yeah, but yeah, but uh, yeah, no, no, no. England, uh, that, but here's the thing: like England here, they're missing. They, uh, they there's also Reese James. There's Trent. also Trent, but Trent was injured at the time, so we can't count him. Can we count him? Trent? I mean, did he play? In the, uh, yeah, he was in the squad, right? Yeah, I mean, he was injured. He was in the World Cup squad. Remember, he got he got replaced by um. Yeah, Trippier. no. So, so technically, we can't, but we could if we wanted. Listen, Trent he, isn't playing. I mean, over. If we go to the back four that I that I'm I, I'm pushing Ashley, for, okay, I'm gonna say this right now. Ashley Cole guaranteed left back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so one hundred percent. Yeah, 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 okay, good. So okay. anybody that can stop Ronaldo at United definitely earns a left back starting spot. Ashley Cole's one of the best left backs in the modern era. So can't you tell me otherwise. Even though I love Luke Shaw, nah, nah. All right, as long as we're on the same page, then all right. So we can pencil in Ashley Cole as our left back. One hundred percent. All right. So. I, I I think we should be going with a back five, and the back five should be. Ashley Cole. Left wing back. Kyle Walker, right wing back. No, Kyle Walker at the right center back. Okay. John Terry, Rio Ferdinand. Okay. Yeah, but Rio wasn't... I don't see Rio on this. Rio should be. So who's playing? Who's playing? No, he wasn't wasn't at the 2010 World Cup, was he? Was he injured? He's not not on the bench or anything. Really? So he could have been injured. So that... But... And that's why I'm saying... Who's starting in his place? Because if Harry Maguire starts... For oh this England side, I'm going, to, I'm going to break something. So no, 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 whoa, whoa. Jamie Carragher. Oh Lord, have mercy. Yeah, oh, come dude, on. Come, you can't, it's like the English no, vintage. No, you can't, you can't disrespect Jamie Carragher. He totally can. The the guy's a lunatic. He he won a World Cup. No, the, guy, the guy's a psychopath. I'm sorry. And yeah, yeah. Listen, do we want to pretend? Uh, at what point in time was Jamie Carragher ever even considered? Close to being world class. Yeah, I, I agree with it. Everyone likes him because he's a pundit, but even now he no, says not ridiculous even, not, things. Not even as a pundit, I don't even care about him as a pundit. I think as someone who's a solid center back, I take him. Oh my god, he, he he would get 
burned by anyone in the uh, anyone in the modern game. All any yeah. winger nowadays okay. would embarrass him. Your, your your choice. Who do you want? Uh, Emil Heskey or Jamie Carragher? Make 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 your choice, bro. Oh, I'm going Heskey. Okay, we'll go Heskey. We'll go <laughs> Heskey. Emil Heskey. No, but Heskey's a forward. Um, Heskey's a forward. We're not going to put him at center back. We could because he's, I feel he's like a big man. You'd have to worry more about but, Carragher getting a red card in a game than you'd he, ever he, have to worry hear about. Hear me out. Having Reese James, Kyle Walker, John Terry, actually Cole in a back four gives us so much room for attackers and midfielders yeah, that there's know, so much quality. I know, but the issue is that like a Kyle Walker, it's not like he's an actual legitimate like center back. He just thrives in that back. Oh, oh, but he can still do. He's phenomenal. Yeah, people okay. hate me for it, but I love Kyle Walker. Okay. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't disagree with you. That okay. So how about that? We'll go with a back four. Terry at left center back. Kyle Walker at right center back. How do we just cheese Rio Ferdinand out of this like lineup? I'm really agitated about this. Well, I don't see him on. Even even if he if he was there he he'd get a starting spot. 100%. Oh no, for sure. I just don't see him on the. Uh, I I don't see him on here. Yeah, for we have to go by best teams by best performances. So we so we can't include Trent and we can't include Rio because they're not in these two squads. Which I'm okay. not too upset about anyway. I'm, I'm upset <laughs> about. So who would be our right wing back? Uh, well, I no, think, we're going back four. I thought we just said. Yeah, we're going oh, back okay, four. Okay. We're gonna go. First of all, can we talk about this Germany match? The fact the goal score for England on the day was Matthew Upson, who, who was playing. For, yeah, exactly. Was playing for West Ham at the time. Yeah. Not one listener is going to know who Matthew Upson is. Nope. And if you don't, it's fine. That's he, fair. He's currently 43 and retired. But <laughs> oh listen, played plenty of prem. But Fabio Capello called up and I believe started Matthew Upson against Germany in the World Cup knockout yeah, game. Yeah, but also uh, Sean Wright Phillips making a, a showing. Joe well, Cole. Well, Sean. Sean well, J- Jermaine Joe Cole. Oh, oh, don't be mean to Joe Cole. Yeah, I'm not being be mean. mean. I'm just saying. Like, Joe Cole is class. No, I, I'm saying these names like to remind people like these. Like this was the England team. Like yeah, Jermaine forget. Defoe. Oh Lord, Ooh. Jermaine Defoe. At, at Sunderland, right Jermaine now. Defoe. He is there right now. I think this is his last season with them. Well, he retired. I think. He's, he's retiring. Yeah, 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 that's what I mean. Okay, so back four is agreed upon. Left left back Ashley Cole. Yep. Left center back John Terry. Yep. Right back, oh, right center back Kyle Walker, and then right right back we're gonna go Reese James. I think it's fair. He was in the England team. See, would you put yeah. it? Uh, I I mean I don't I Here's don't think Glenn Johnson if, beats him out. What about uh, right now Reese James or uh, 2018 World Cup tri- uh, trip? Trippier, I mean, Trippier in both World Cups was Cause good. Because Trippier, Trippier, you know, against that game in Croatia, that free kick was phenomenal. I think he always put in a performance every single game that he now, played for Now, him. I'm obviously biased here, but I don't think Trippier is as, as good as J- Reese James is. I know, but... Right now, I agree. Are, right we, now, are yes. we also putting into consideration what he's been able to do for someone like a Newcastle as of late? I mean, Reese James is a European and world champion. I know it's just it's tough. So, so we it's, could we could we could say that. I know, but it it because like, like we're we're gonna get flack right away from this because we're not including Trent, which is very tough. Like it's very well, very tough not to have Trent included. In, in, this in all fairness, we've seen for the national team, Southgate prefers Reese over Trent anyway, doesn't he? See, because well, well, he, he actually yeah. he prefers Trippier all over all of them. I don't know. You don't want, you well, don't well, Reese has been injured, so yeah. Reese James. See, but, if I was Southgate, if I needed someone to you know who doesn't know how to defend but knows how to pass the ball, I definitely start Trent. But if I wanted somebody a com- a complete player who knows how to pass, dribble, it's gonna be Reese James. I think we yeah, all have, I, we have to yeah. Take, okay. Reese well, James makes. So, I just wanted to make sure we like went over. Our yeah, pieces. yeah. No, on, and on a side note, can, can we talk about real quick? My dad hates the fact that Tuchel played Reese James at right center back to negate uh uh Vinicius, yeah. which which totally makes sense to me. 
But my dad believes it is now the downfall of Reese James because he played one match at right center back. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, but you can't stop Vinicius. Oh, Bajo, Bajo. Reese James over. My, my, my dad and I can't ever seem to agree on anything Chelsea. Oh, yeah. All well, right. Midfield. Ooh. So we're going. Lampard, Gerard, Rice. There's my midfield three. You, oh, wait, you guys wait, 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 wait. I have, I have a question though. How? What's the exact line we're doing? Are we doing a, a traditional four-three-three? Are we doing a four-three-three attack? Four-three-three defend? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just going Rice, Lampard, Gerard. If you can, if you can run through that midfield, you deserve that. You deserve the, the Ballon d'Or. I want to see who's the CDM. Who's the CDM for England in the Germany game? Uh, I mean, here I see. Gerard Lampard and oh, Gareth Barry. Uh, I have never seen. <laughs> listen, I City Gareth Barry. Oh man! For anyone that knows, I am a devoted, devoted FIFA manager mode, career mode player. I that's <laughs> I'm not an ultimate. This is guy, true, right? Gareth Barry was always <laughs> the guy I'd buy, but then I'd have to go buy somebody fast to play next to him in midfield <laughs> yeah. because he had twenty. He, he had twenty six pace. Okay, <laughs> so hear me out. If he says Gareth Barry, I'm gonna flip. Michael Carrick, I think, deserves a shout. Yes or no? Ooh, I'm not gonna argue with Michael Carrick. I love Michael yeah, Carrick. Yeah, I, I, I think Declan Rice, though, in the run up to no, that final. No, I know, but here's the thing, right? You have the choice of honestly. I I think having both Lampard and Gerrard on the same field is a is pointless, personally. Oh Lord! I, I, you're I not you're Lampard, not going to try to argue Carrick over Lampard or Gerrard, no, 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 are you? No, no, no. I think I think Lampard's a guaranteed, but I, I I just think that Lampard's a step up from Gerrard personally. Oh, listen, I agree with that completely. I just and then if you have a Declan Rice in there, imagine a prime Michael Carrick, dude. Yeah, but the just the level of physical ability, Rice sitting behind Lampard and Ger- first of all. There's no way in hell anyone run, wins anything in the air there. Yeah, but like, there's I, no but way. Here's, yeah, but here's the issue though. Fast, like, that, strong, that good on Rice, the ball. Yeah, but Declan Rice is not that sitting CDM as he started out in his career. Like, he's been a way more progressive midfielder. Way more progressive. Box but, to box. When you have Almost. Lampard Gerrard, you don't need just one person sitting. The three of them, first of all, Lampard Gerrard can all play in that role as well, like they did later in their careers. Yeah. I mean, I. First of I, yeah, no, I don't think I have. No, I love my. You know, I love Michael Carrick. I know, so like that's why, like, I, like I understand. Declan, the, Declan the Rice argument. is going to go for over a hundred million this summer. No, but I, I'm not arguing him over Rice. I'm I'm sort of arguing him over Gerard for balance. Personally, if we're talking about balance midfield three. As as a coach, I would never think twice about. Starting Lampard and Gerard over a Carrick or Gerard over Carrick. No disrespect to Michael Carrick. I know it's just, it's so tough because like we have to say Gerard and Lampard because they're they're generational talents. And I'm I'm sort of upset. Where is Paul Scholes? Like I'm really I'm really like Ooh, angry Scholes right now. I don't know why he's not in this lineup, but it is what it is. He probably got injured. Knowing him, well, uh, he spent half his career injured. So yeah, that's um, true. Which listen, when it comes, I think the problem with that golden generation for the English national team came because people like a Fabio Capello who, listen, yeah, good manager. Especially back, you know, back in the day when he was in his prime, he was winning a ton. So that, clearly, he was all right. It's, I think they overcomplicated. They tried to overcomplicate things that didn't need to be overcomplicated. Yeah. You know, having, having Lampard, Gerrard, and back then a Carrick in the midfield, you know, like, you're looking at Fabio Capello started Gareth Barry or Michael Carrick here. Yeah. You know, like that. Delusional. 
He also started Upson. And then he, he, yeah, exactly. And then he also started. He also subbed on James Milner. Let's not forget. Well, listen, well, young Joe James Hart didn't even see the field. I know Joe Hart didn't even see the field. That's true. Joe Hart was exceptional for the English national team. Wait, so then do we have to go back on our goalie decision then for Pickford? Because Joe Hart... I... Yeah, if if Joe Hart is included, I'd put Joe Hart over both of them 100%. I agree. I'm going to make that change. All right, yeah. Yeah, we're, okay, we agree. Make that Joe change. Joe Hart would definitely yeah. start in any so here's the two, of So here's the two places we're get, where defense is guaranteed right now. Midfield. And, mm-hmm. and Lampard seems to be guaranteed. Lampard, Lampard and Rice is guaranteed. So, uh, Dayon, I guess you get to vote between Gerard or Carrick. Yeah, you have to decide. Already, I'm sorry, I know, man. You, I, it has to be Gerard. I, it has to be it Gerard. It has to be Gerard. I, it, there's no other... Michael Carrick has done so much for the game, but when we're talking, you know... Dayon's going to go home and try to buy all these guys for his <laughs> ultimate <laughs> team. <laughs> um, hey, F- FIFA's dead right now, so you're golden, dude. Just, just a little bit. Is it really? Why? What's wrong with... No, it's, it, it's, about, it? it's about to hit team of the season. So. No oh, really? content. Yeah. Yeah. No content. Might yeah. have to call the bank again. <laughs> so right. let's look at our wide midfielders. So the wings, we have to pick two wingers. Oof. I'd honestly probably go with the the younger generation for the wingers. Yeah, uh, no disrespect to Joe Cole or well, I I think Joe Cole deserves a shout. Agreed. I'd go Joe Cole Sterling. Now I know you're not the biggest fan of Sterling. I'm about to say Sterling does not deserve a start if we're talking about wingers. No, thank you. I mean, when we're talking about output for the nat, first of all, I don't. Here's the thing, because at okay, I, I'm I'm skipping the striker right now. If we're going to striker, Wayne Rooney's starting. Yes, yes or no? No, no, I I agree. I agree. So yeah. if if Wayne Rooney's starting at striker, Raheem Sterling is going to be useless in that team. Personally, I think he's going to be useless. So, I think you're much better off having a Jack Grealish out there. Nah, over Wayne Rooney. Honestly, I'm thinking about a, a, a ultimate balanced team. Sancho. Or Sancho, too. Yeah, he's correct. Sancho, you know, nice little well, dribbles Rashford, around the box. Well, 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 can, I, can I be honest? A, Saka. A, a, a Mason Mount out wide is exactly what Rooney would have loved to play with. That's true as well. So that's that's the thing. Like, so we, I, can, are we giving Joe Cole the spot on the wing? I, I don't. I, that's my that's my question. Do we? I don't know. I don't think a single one of these. Yeah, I wouldn't give Joe it to any Cole, of the youngsters Joe right Cole, now. Eden Hazard is the English Joe Cole. Is the uh, Belgian Joe Cole. Yeah. Like, if you... You watch Joe Cole. Anyone out there listening, when you have a moment, you go and watch Joe Cole in his time for Chelsea, for Liverpool, for Lille, anywhere anywhere he played at West Ham. Joe Cole was just impossible to stop. I mean, you're a United fan. Yeah, <laughs> there's, I know. there's He has a whole highlight reel of him embarrassing United, which which isn't, isn't easy. It's not, not easy for you whatsoever. You know, so I, Joe Cole was... Phenomenal. That's I mean, what, that's and to what have the double coal on the left wing. But that, here, so here's a question: Like, is the left and right wing technically in, interchangeable? Because Joe Cole could be on either. Yeah. That, no. For me, it is. I mean, I'm gonna put it down on the left, just because Ashley Cole is there, and Cole to Cole for a cross from Cole. I think is gonna be brilliant. <laughs> um, and then if that's so, then I'd probably start Sancho in mine. I, that's why I'm thinking. Here's the thing: In my honest opinion, right now, it's a decision between. Either Sancho or Mount, if I to be perfectly honest. Let's be honest. When have you ever seen, you know, uh, Sterling whip a ball in from anywhere? Uh, uh, but Sterling's I mean, not in the conversation for me. He's really not. Sterling, all he is is that extra man in space. Sterling is a good goal-scoring winger, though. Yeah, like, if you is. need if you need a goal from the winger, I think he could get you one. Like, if you put I, him I, in dangerous spots. I, I think well, he's just been he's been very beneficial to the teams he's been in. 
Like he's been in the right place at the right time. Well, he's also right scored players. a lot of big goals for those yeah. teams. Yeah. Unfortunately, I, the one against Tottenham didn't count, which yeah, you know, which is tough. But oh, honestly, look look at the profile of Winger. Well, listen, I think Sterling would play well with with our midfield three, right? If the question is getting the best of Wayne Rooney up top, who remember we just completely skipped over the king, Harry Kane. Yeah, which but, I understand. I'm not arguing. I, like, I, I Harry Kane barely like, knows how to speak but English. Do we throw Rooney out wide and put Harry Kane up top? No, no, absolutely <laughs> not. I don't think I, that's a waste of Wayne Rooney. I'm sorry. Yeah, like, I don't think Wayne Rooney would even Wayne, be Wayne able Rooney. To... You only do that with Wayne Rooney if you ever run all the way. Well, well then my question is this: Do we get rid of Declan Rice and put another put a winger out wide and put Harry Kane Rooney put Rooney in behind Harry Kane? That's a shout because then because in, Gerard can play the deeper lying midfielder. I know, but that's the thing. Harry Kane is a really creative striker. Like he'll drop back and receive balls. So I mean, I see Harry Kane, Wayne Rooney. Similar to Rooney Van Persie, so, so, sort of like a four four two. Then you yeah, want to yeah, yeah, to. yeah. And Rooney just sitting behind. If it's the a four four two, then necessary. yeah, Kane and Rooney up top. That so, Kane and Rooney up top, and then and with no disrespect to Declan Rice, no disrespect. There. But Harry Kane in the squad is huge for this. Yeah, but like, this team. What if we just did a Lampard Rice partnership? To be perfectly honest, <laughs> no, I, I, I'm just curious. <laughs> Artie, you're, you're you're passing treacherous waters here. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I have no problem taking putting Rooney in just behind Kane. Because, listen, Rooney can play the 10. He's he's played there a, a tremendous amount yeah. of times for United He can play false the past. anything, so he, he's fine. He yeah. can, he's fine. I mean, if that means we can then take Rice out. And start Kane. But then here's the thing. So now this answers the question of, do we stick with, like, a Sancho or a Mount, or now do we have to start Saka because it's a like sort of a deeper lying role? I don't think Saka enters the equation when it comes. If we're talking, I'm just talking about in, in just terms of balance, nothing else of like actual like player but status. Think, so yeah, he get a spot on the reserves, hundred percent. So <laughs> so Cole <laughs> is going to be a big. He's going to stay wide. Will drift central when he gets the ball. Mount, I think, would interchange well with Rooney. Rooney. Excuse me. Likes to drift wide at times. When you know anywhere he can find space, Rooney finds space. I, I don't know. However, I, Sterling, out wide, is going to stay as wide as he can. And if anyone can use Sterling's pace, it's going to be Harry Kane and Rooney, f- freaking picking yeah. out. Yeah, but also, I, I, oh, I caught myself there. By yeah, the way, yeah, yeah, I know. But also, like, Jan Sancho has the pace, and he also has the creativity of a Mason Mount. Like that's the thing, you you cannot disregard Jaden Sancho. Oh, so would we really consider Mason Mount as a winger? I understand he, he's playing it, in the right forward opinion, position, but he's not though. Like he's a he's, no, a, cent- he's, he's a central he, cam. Yeah, he's he's a wide. He'd be a wide ten, is what he would yeah. be. Yeah, I wouldn't see him anywhere near a right. He'd be, wing. A, he'd be a false winger, is what he is. Yeah, that's. So listen, if if it's Sterling versus Sancho, I give my vote to Sterling. I mean. Once again, See, I'm torn between not just because he's a really good person, and let's Raheem Sterling is well. Raheem a, Sterling has always been abused by English media, so that's that's something I want to make very clear of. Like he's been taken advantage of plenty of times. Also Hungarian, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and it's I just think he's always like we have to remember he's been around for the for the last decade. He's only 27. Yeah, so yeah. he's technically just entering his prime. Not like the modern day soccer player, fo- footballer. Is that enters their prime a little later than than what it used to be? So now at I, I thirty feel, years old, I feel he, like it's earlier though. Because look, look at people like a like a Jude Bellingham, but they're also their the career due to modern technology and medicine has been elongated for yeah. the top level professionals. 
right? Looking at the Ibras and the Buffons and the Ronaldos of the world. I mean, all of them are doing it for so long now. I mean, look at someone like a like a Jose Font, right? Yeah. He's 38, 39, still plays for Portugal. Just On top of that, he plays for Lille, yeah. which are basically second. He plays consistently. He, they won the title last year, didn't exactly. they? Yes. You know, he's 38 years old, 39. He Modern-day medicine technology has shown, yeah, there's a lot of people that are breaking out sooner, and I think these youth players are breaking out sooner because of the hype they get after a, a good performance or two because of head. social media. Because of social media, they yeah. get all this hype around them. Boom, the manager puts them back in the squad. Boom, they play good I mean, again. They get more hype, and, and they build massive careers. Not that they're not – they're very good players. How about six? Like someone like a Bellingham, I don't think it's just hype with him. Like for someone no, who no, is no. 17, he's, he's, 18. He's, he's amazing. And then like – but like let's, let's, let's be understanding, right? A 17, 18-year-old, we deal with them most of the time. They're usually like yeah, little scrawny kids, don't have any muscle Listen, Gio Reyna did that. Gallagher, Jude, Gilmore. Jude, Jude Bellingham <laughs> – Jude Bellingham <laughs> has has the thighs of Clarence Sadorf at you know, seventeen like, years old. Just G- just <laughs> just to make that clear, like Gio Reyna left the states, went to Dortmund, did it too. Like first of all, God bless Borussia Dortmund. Yeah. However, I Byron still said, believe I well, that is a benefit of all the modern technology, medicine, yeah. and whatnot. But at the same time, the modern player is more of a child than they are a man. It used to be. A, yeah, that's true. It used to be a men's game, like. I love Declan Rice because of the maturity he puts out. Mm-hmm. He puts out Lampard, Gerrard, Carrick, Scolzi type could, of vibes. He could be a captain soon. You know, he yeah, he's a Jordan Henderson yeah. level of maturity. Like he's re- reborn. Now, Paul Pogba, Ugh. the exact opposite. Yeah. He's an all the talent player, in the world. Arrogant. All the ta- well, this is this is also the same discussion we had like a few weeks ago, right? Men was, versus boys. Well, it was also the fact the, of the men, that the, 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 when, when we're talking about like a Romelu Lukaku acting like he's an NBA player, it's just the modern athlete standard has changed. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No. Hundred percent. And I just see it as those more mature players from the young age have sustained sustained growth and the hype is real with them you know I, I i take it back to being being a chelsea supporter i obviously keep tabs on all of our players the chelsea players that have all broken through the academy have done it because how strong they've been mentally and how mature they've been you look like you look at a mount at a reese james you know you you, you look at the two of them you look at a Tamori, Gilmore, out, Gallagher, you know, Odoi. But you you look at the level of maturity in players. Abraham, that Tamori. is such a hard that in, that's an intangible. That is a deal breaker for a lot of players nowadays. You know the the immaturity of these superstar players is like look at a sock at Arsenal. How he's a, he's a good kid. He's a good guy. Yep. You know a lot of these the modern day players that have all this hype that explode in popularity and fame off the off. You know. One or two good matches and then fade away, is is, is because they do it Rashford. to themselves. No, Rashford. It, that, I don't think that's the case. Rashford. It was but, uh, the the Rashford fact. Rashford balls out and then now he's like. I, was, I, I, I don't understand. Rash, Rashford. His issue was that he was forced to play with serious injuries for a long period of time. I think the inconsistency at United has cost Rashford what could have been one of the greatest, like yeah. an, an all-time English great. Like I. I love Marcus Rashford. Are you kidding me? His debut, or his two debut games against. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Against, the Europa uh, League. In the Europa League against a lesser team, two goals and assist. Does the same exact thing against Arsenal. Two goals and assist. Yeah. No, I take it back to the free kick against Chelsea. 
Yeah, I mean, listen, the he goals is, against City, like that's also. To be fair, Chelsea had Willie Caliballero in net. It doesn't matter. Dude. Whoa, hey, hey, hey! It does not matter, <laughs> no disrespect to Willie. Willie, Willie went to City right after, so everyone, yeah, right. Every, clearly, everyone sees something in him. You have to understand. Well, well, this is also my also issue is that can we even put Marcus Rashford in our with conversation? No, I I just think right he, now no. Right Back now, then uh, yes. If it had been, if he had if he had been given the right resources and opportunities, the right time, in the right moment, yeah, I think Rashford would have been. I think he would have been world class without a doubt. He also didn't expect to, you know, get competition. Like he didn't expect them to bring Jaden Sancho and other types of wingers to, you know, compete. Yeah, but him. yeah, but I think also we're we're glaring over the fact that I I believe Marcus Rashford shouldn't be a winger whatsoever. Mar- Marcus Do you Rashford. Think he should play striker. He should be a. He plays his best when he's at when he's at the yeah, center. Yeah, but he would but have then Ronaldo play, would be useless. But he would have to play on a team that is in a Liverpool style. Yes. Where yeah he can press and then it's quick one two go to goal it's not as direct as United are at times yeah but also just ha- having having him running behind is also very beneficial as well with his pace. yeah which I think he I, actually I think Liverpool is a great shout for him I think that's where he fits in he he would fit in pretty well yeah. City now does he get in over Diego Jota right now I don't think well, so Diego Jota's been playing more central and you then know? you could throw him out wide and then interchange if if Salah leaves or one of these guys leave out. Well, from what it looks it like, can they're, only, they're only keeping one of the three because all their contracts like expire in the summer. So I, 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 you know, I'd let go of Salah. I think he's done everything he needs to do. At I, I would let go of Firmino and Mane. Yeah, Firmino definitely is long overdue. Mane is, you know, I think they would be foolish to get rid of any of them. Yeah, but why? Why FSG, force it? FSG has a very strict wage structure, and they're smart. You have to trust their structure because if you look at United right now, if you look at some of our top paid players like Cavani. Is getting a million a week because he was a free transfer. We can we Ronaldo six hundred fifty a week. We we can trust their way structure all we'd like. However, City it works differently, and in the time Klopp and Guardiola have both been at their clubs, Pep, yeah, we make fun of him. He spends a lot of money, but when it comes to consistency in the league. And in the he's FA there. Cup, this is the first time he's not winning a domestic cup this uh, in his tenure yeah. at yeah. City. You know, he, well maybe he, he might wins. he might win the Prem. Who knows? You know, well yeah, but like the FA Cup, League Cup, like he they're always shouts for it. Yeah, because they're Manchester City now. You know, they're they're the big boy. But Guardiola has built a powerhouse. He's yeah, City would be nothing without Guardiola. You know, they will go down. You know, as a legacy team that won title after title after title, triple, you know, domestic trebles uh, and quadruples and all of this. Yesterday's performance, which we'll talk about later, you know, I think they're going to get to the Champions League final and they have a good shot to be the favorite to win yeah. it if they get there. And then, real quick, you're listening top of the hour of WMSC Upper Montclair. You know, Manchester City, what Guardiola's done there has been great. And the fact that with Guardiola's a Guardiola caliber manager, Raheem Sterling continues to find his place there and be deemed so important by Guardiola. And, and Guardiola loves the guy. I don't blame him. I love Sterling too. Yeah, 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 I love him too. You know, he's played for Liverpool and City now. And listen, let's be real. He Sterling starts at any 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 team in the Prem. Yeah. If if all these guys you guys say are leaving Liverpool, you can't tell me Sterling doesn't start for Liverpool if he was to go back. You know he, what I mean? He definitely could. You know he's he he's there. I just think it's he's Sancho is going to be very good. He is good. 
He's going to be very good. He is. I feel like in this team we're building, he just offers more. To be, to be perfectly honest. Well, and, you guys are selling ten players, so. Well, but, I'm, I'm talking about like we're still on this topic of best team. We still haven't decided on a right wing. Yeah. Yeah. So. For, yeah. For in, yeah for this English. Joko. I mean. Well, Joko's that we have, we threw him out left. Okay. Oh. Okay. So yeah, we yeah, still yeah. need this one more winger, which, for me, Sterling is. Sterling gets the nod. You know, I can understand Sancho. I mean, Sancho's also still adapting to the Prem, right? He hasn't had the best Prem season. He's had, he's had a really good, like, second half of the season. I he's, feel like... He's been... He's been it's the, been better. It's here's, been better. Here's the thing. The only good players at United that, that have been good lately has been De Gea, Ronaldo, and Sancho. Everyone else has been mediocre. Yes. Yeah. I feel like if I need a goal, I'm definitely starting Sterling. But if I need, you know, dribbling, yeah, but, passing, yeah, and yeah, I need an assist... You have... Let, don't forget, this team that we're building, you still have a Harry Kane... A Joe Cole, a Wayne Rooney, a, a Lampard, a Gerrard. You're going to get a goal out of somewhere. But that's the thing. Sterling and Joe Cole being dribblers out wide are going to draw defenders out. Exactly. Which is just going to create so much space for Rooney, Kane to get on the ball. You you, you don't have to give Harry Kane more than six, six inches of space for him to grab a shot. You know, I mean, I'm trying to... F- His Liverpool... Breakout season 13 14, 12 13 for Liverpool for Sterling. I mean, almost a decade ago, he's 27. Yeah, he, he, he's got another five years of top level football in him mm-hmm. at the very least. I mean, I have nothing against Sancho, but at, at the same t- time, Sancho hasn't proven anything, hasn't done anything. He can be very good, not but, yet, but we've seen with Rashford how, how sour that can turn so quick. Yeah, you know, where Sterling. I'm shows just, it over and over again, and he's dealt with the criticisms that some of these other guys can't deal I'm, with. I'm just looking at it from a perspective of, like, if you're going into a World Cup, who would you feel better having there? And personally, I would just feel better having Sancho there over Sterling. Is this the are you talking or the Manchester United are you talking? No, 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 no. This is, this is gen- but even before he was even linked to United during the Euros, I was saying it all the time that it should, like, Sterling should not be in that team whatsoever, even over a Grealish or even a Sancho. So Personally. what you're saying is Jack Grealish over Sterling? I, I, I still pick a Grealish over Sterling. Grealish's season over Sterling has been better. I don't know, man. All, all of Grealish's underlying numbers this season just shows he's been unfortunate to not get the goals they should have had under his name. But at the or same time, Stefan Savage owns Grealish. One or two good years from Grealish and Sancho or the better part of almost a decade with Sterling. Sterling's been doing it. Since yeah, I don't he was think, Sancho's age. Yeah, I don't think Sterling has never gotten a start in Gareth Southgate's. Like, he's never gotten a bench or anything. He's always gotten the start. He's always... His... Well, he's on 74 caps at the age of well, yeah, 27. Also, yeah, exactly. but, yeah, but also a Maguire and a Pickford's getting a start. So what does that really mean if we're going off Southgate's Yeah, position? but there's a well, lot more... that's because there's no other center backs. Yeah, I mean, there's, a lot, there's a lot more competition. Dan Byrne and, you know, Connor Cody. Uh, if, if we're talking about right now, <laughs> who would I start for England at center back? Mark Gahey, Tamori. Well, well, for you, it's anyone but Harry Maguire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's, he's pulling Connor Gallagher out of the midfield, throwing him next to Billy Gilmore at center back. Four fingered Dan Byrne in the <laughs> right. Like, I just look at it and think Ben Me. <laughs> it's it's a sight to behold when you look at all of the accomplishment Raheem Sterling Raheem Sterling has had. And probably continue to have. I mean, he he was in the UEFA European Championship team of the tournament in 2020. PFA, FWA, uh, Player of the Year, Footballer of the Year. I mean, he's 
Champions League squad of the season twice. You know, he was the golden boy in 2014. Yep. He so so many things. You know, he's Let's put it to a vote. We got to decide now. I'm I'm going I I'm go going Sterling. Sterling. I agree. <laughs> you guys decide. I'm going Sterling. And you wear and he's wearing a United hoodie today. I know. Well, so here's the thing. So then Joe Cole's got to be out right, and Sterling's going to have to be left. That's where Sterling performs his best is out left. Yeah, which is fine with me. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to put this graphic together so we can put up on our social media, and then people can comment and tell us how horrible we are. Yeah. And everyone right Can't now driving or at work listening uh, listening on to us on iHeartRadio, if you've sh- been shaking your head for the last 25 minutes, 30 minutes we've been having this conversation, feel free to, to follow us on social media. And let us know how horrible we are. I'm at the Besmir, or the podcast is. Uh yeah. So guys, so uh, like I said, we're probably gonna put something up later. Uh, radio's up and good. But now we're gonna switch topics, switch gears a little bit. We've had a little fun of dilly dallying. Now on to the big stuff. Oh wait, before we move on, can we talk about this team and all the Chelsea players in this side? I've been able to squeeze in it, here it, today. It doesn't matter, dude. Because guess what? Wayne Rooney's in there. That's all I care about. I mean, we have. One United player? <laughs> a couple on the matter. bench. Well, Rio Ferdinand was hard done by. That's yeah, not that, fair. Yeah, yeah. Rio Ferdinand. Michael Carrick, hard done by. That's fine. I mean, Sancho, hard done by. We have two City players, a Spurs player, oh, one two, uh, one Liverpool play, player, and that's that's one too many, if you ask Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. Well, no, listen, I... But let's be real. If... If Cap- Fabio Capello or Segarra Southgate had this squad and were able to put it out there, they'd still take Terry Walker and throw Harry Maguire in the middle and, and, and probably pull off like a Wayne Rooney. Who knows? But Who knows? A million other topics to go move on to. So what's up, Artie? Where are we going? Okay, so let's talk about this. Thursday, we got a game, very big game, United versus Chelsea. <sighs> Who who can who can concede the most goals <laughs> right now? Honestly, how do you feel about Rudiger going to Real? Yeah, Tell that's me. what I wanted to ask you, man. That was if, if if everyone at home heard my sigh. It's such a. I loved loved Ed at the end of that Antonio Rudiger. Uh he he was what I wanted in a center back. But here's the thing: Do you blame Rudiger or do you blame Chelsea? Rumor has it, and this is only rumors, right? Rumor Chelsea offered him two hundred and thirty thousand a week. Is that not enough money? And that was two hundred thirty thousand pounds, three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, is that not enough money a week for you? You give me that a year, I'm happy. I'm playing football for you. No, the thing is, <laughs> turn that down. Listen, I I don't blame him. He's going to Real. Room, right? That's where all the rumors yeah, point. Yeah, here we go soon. Team? Here we go soon. As yeah. per who are you going to start Romano? in that Real? You know, team, Fabrizio Romano. Well, he is. You can play back three. Yeah, honestly, Eder Militao. Alaba, yeah, but Wood and Chilotti, You know. Yeah, but Alaba's age is getting up there too, so they're, they're, they're thinking ahead of time. But uh, you can also throw Alaba in the midfield if you really want. Yeah, or left know? back. Yeah, well, yeah, Mendy gets injured. Options. Yeah, Mendy true. gets injured. You can put him at left back. But there's a bunch of options. And listen, you're bringing Antonio Rudiger in for free. But my thing. It's my dad was upset with it because of the lack of loyalty from players. Like Chelsea played him, he won all this stuff with Chelsea. But here's the thing: I think to Rudiger's defense, with what's happening with Chelsea right now, because like even though like you do have, you're really optimistic about what's going to happen with the club, everything. There's still a sense of uncertainty for a lot of the players. So do you 
do you stick with it even and you don't like you're not sort of satisfied with what you believe you deserve financially or do you go somewhere where you're still going to be a guaranteed world beater well that's the thing it's the selfishness of the modern day player in saying 230,000 pounds a week isn't a lot of money isn't enough money um at a side that there's the issue it's just that there's players who get paid a million a week dude that's that's the biggest issue is that there's but those the those clubs are the problem yeah yeah their financial management is just those clubs are the problem very like right. well, right now, what I'm talking to you is Manchester United. There's they're paying players like that because the issue is that players coming on a free, so they make more because there's no transfer fee. So there have to be they have to be. Well, yeah, more. and and that's what Rudiger is banking on at Real, right? But I mean, Chelsea supposedly by the end of May will have their new ownership in place. I think, I think that was the but, problem that he couldn't wait for that contract. Well, no, now he can. They've offered him a contract from what I've read. It was it was, it was the original one that was made before all the sanctions happened. So that was one that was At offered two hundred and thirty thousand. So Chelsea Holy. could not change that. That was the last contract offer they could make him. It's th- like, I understand wanting to go to Real Madrid. It's the same Eden Hazard debate I've had with people. Is yeah, but Hazard was there for how long? Before I, he left? I, I, like I understand if you're gonna leave, Real Madrid is the 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 club of royalty. You know, it's you're a Galactico, you're a you're a Blanco. It's High to play for Real Madrid is. Here's the thing, because like, it's a dream for everyone. Real right now is in this space where they're looking for the next guy in that team, right? They used to have the certain guys. Rudiger like is going to be that Sergio Ramos guy yeah, for them. He is. Exactly. He's going to be the Ramos. And then you're going to have your. Militao as your Veron. But yeah, but then I'm trying to think of like names, right? Like Real's always had those names. Like there's the Ronaldo, the Bale, the Di Maria's, the Ozil's, the Kaka's. Like, you know the what Higuain's. I'm saying? Higuain's. Ah, Higuain. But like, that's, that's the thing, right? It's like. They're looking for those names now, and like the supposed Mbappe transfers, the Lewandowski's, the Hollands. They're going in for. They're really looking for those names. Well, that's the thing. I think Antonio Rudiger is young enough to help make that transition, as Benzema is going to start to fade out, and all these leaders in the team. Yeah, where Antonio Rudiger is that leader that Real Madrid's going to need, especially if you bring in, you know, someone like Mbappe who is one of the best in the world, but ego might be one of the biggest in the world, right? When you're that good, that young, it's natural to have an ego. But like, yeah. from, from what's reported, though, like it just seems like Mbappe is just tired of just the PSG way because it's a whole bunch of like drama queens over yeah, there. Yeah, no, it is. It's like he wants to be in a real team, and who could blame him? He wants to be in a club where there's some certainty and some guarantee. And, and once again, let's be real. Playing for Real Madrid is unlike anything else in the world. Yeah. You know, playing yeah. for Real Madrid is royalty, you know? And I look at it and think, I'm not upset he's leaving, but I'm upset in the manner in which he's leaving. You know, for like free. my my, my dad hates think, the free transfers. Do, do, you do, never, do you, you never blame him. Do you think he would have left if Chelsea got if Chelsea wasn't sanctioned? I I think he would have left regardless, because because at the same time I don't think Chelsea's pushing too hard to keep him. They were here's the thing they were up until like December. When they were con- like when they were constructing the next contract offer, but as soon as January hit and all this stuff happened, and all this stuff dropped on them, you know. Now, Chelsea was in a really tough period at one point with all the sanctions when they first dropped. It's all loosened up now. It's all getting better. It's they're on the road to recovery by May. Everything will be back to normal. The three groups left in the as, bidding. Yeah, but yeah, by May, if you get an owner by May, that's the issue. Well, e- well, even if the, we don't, because the Premier League and the government have to approve it still. Yeah, but even if we, well, that's the whole point of bringing the uh, the rain group in is they are going to hopefully pick, and the new buyers they pick have all kind of been vetted properly, 
And I'm I'm confident by the time the, the transfer window opens, there'll have been enough time where the where the sale has gone through. Chelsea Football Club has spoken with Tuchel, and he's able to kind of pick players out. Listen, I think they're letting him go because they have some. They have first they have first right to Gahey, for example. I think Tamori's done. He's he's done. They have the first their first right well, on Gahey. Do you guys have buybacks on both of them? On Gahey, I don't think on Tamori. No, Tamori, no. Tamori was um, on there for loan, but and then Milan they bought him yeah. option to buy. Yeah, yeah, true. You know, but I think Chelsea is looking for a a, a big summer of spending. Which, yeah, that's what I feel like. Which, which which they can also afford. I mean, besides Lukaku, you know, we haven't really spent that much money. Uh, Havertz, Werner. When you guys but, got them, I mean, but that was Kovacic. that was two years ago, three years ago. Yeah, I, I, I still can't believe you guys signed Kovacic while you had a transfer ban. Still boggles my mind. Sometimes. Yeah, and like we paid like thirty million or something for him. We didn't pay a lot of money for Kovacic. Like you paid what? It was like forty billion euros or something. Um, I, I can check that up because Real Real asked for a pretty penny still when you guys wanted him. You know, Mateo Kovacic. My question is, who who are they going to sign and replace out of Rudiger? 29 million euros, Artie. Oh, really? Yeah. 29, wow. Which deal? Which yeah. right now, it like, because that's the thing. If you go back to that Arsenal game, Chelsea versus Arsenal, as soon as Kovacic got pulled off, like, you could tell yeah, that Conte has, like, lost his step a little bit. He's been, if if it weren't for Thiago Silva, he'd be the best player Chelsea's had this year. And I still think it's Kovacic. He's been, yeah. since his days at Inter, we've, we've had this conversation for a long time. Oh, yeah, we've always known The fact good. that he couldn't get into the Real Madrid side winning those Champions Leagues and stuff, he, listen, he still played plenty. It or into just, the Croatia side, he's it, just so good, man. When he plays for Croatia, insane. It's just, how do you start over a Modric, Casemiro? Cruz? Yeah, it's it, it, it's so difficult, and, and fair enough, you know. Kovacic just—he's the kind of guy that I want to play with. Like yeah. he's he's gonna put in those hard tackles to win the ball back, and then he's gonna go beat two or three guys on the dribble in the midfield. If he would have stayed, and because this new young generation with this, you know, Val, Valverde, Kamavinga, and Kovacic. Kovacic being, you know, the CDM, Kamavinga and uh, Valverde being the center mids, I think would be an amazing partnership between the three of them. Yeah, listen, I think Kovacic fits with everyone, if, if we're being honest. I mean, Chelsea has a rough run right now, no? Because they have to verse United on Thursday, and then they have to verse Everton on Sunday. So they're basically going to play their C and D team against these two teams. And <laughs> No, just jokes, just jokes. Um... But that's the well, thing. Is, right? Isn't United a B team anyway? Well, in the United's like <laughs> United's like relegation team right now. With how we're pretty playing. sure if you put Wayne Rooney's son at to, uh, up top at United right now, he'd probably score. A couple. Oh, are you kidding me? Take Ronaldo's son from the youth academy, guaranteed goal. <laughs> but no, um, here's the thing, right? So even though like we're we're bagging on United, United are desperate right now. Ronaldo's infuriated. Like the team. Me too. Like there's I I would not underestimate United if I'm Chelsea. I'm not saying that as a United fan. I'm just saying as like what happens in the Premier League nine times out of ten is that team goes on really bad form and there's always that one upset of that changes their form. Yeah, well I especially with both teams coming off a loss to the same exact team, like they both lost to Arsenal on the bounce. Yeah, I wouldn't be. I, I'd never doubt United. I mean, listen, Ronaldo's going to be playing the match. Yeah. <laughs> never betting against Ronaldo. Ever. Ever. And you also have, uh, using you have an off-form Bruno. Pogba's out for the rest of the season. Fred's uh, injured. Start Matic. You could put 10 Harry Maguire's behind Cristiano Ronaldo. And you're conceding 10 goals. And, but he's going to score. Ronaldo's scoring 11. 
Yeah, prob- <laughs> probably, probably. You know, it's yeah. Ronaldo's just he's on. I would never count him out unless actually Cole's marking, which he's he he's lucky now. So yeah. <laughs> don't worry, he's on the Everton. He's on the Everton coaching staff. Yeah, so. he is. That's true. Lampard brought him. Now, here's also the other thing we have to discuss. Liverpool via Real today. Come on now. You guys go first. I have a lot to say. I'm just going to agree or disagree with you guys and just shake my head here. Okay, look, here's the thing. (laughs) Liverpool have a chance of winning it, of winning both the Premier League and the Champions League. But via Real has been one of the informed teams especially with bringing in signings like Serge Aurier and Lo Celso, both from Tottenham. Tottenham, you're dumb. Sorry. It's Yeah, I don't Lo Celso's quality, man. It's it, it's going to yeah. be it's going to be a flip of a coin to be perfectly honest. The fact that Antonio Conte is starting Rodrigo Bentancourt over Lo Celso just blows my mind. I I think well here's the thing. Imagine having a, a proper midfield two of Lo Celso, Tungai, and Dumbele and not capitalizing on it. I think it's a better question. Or even Lo Celso and Hoybier. Uh, all three, like they had all three, and yet it just didn't work out for them. And I think it's just up to the manager personally, because you give them to Unai Emery, and they're looking phenomenal right now. Yeah, um, Unai Emery has shown he can win in Europe. Yeah, we are in a very exciting period of football in the Champions League. It's the, Villarreal hasn't knocked out scrub teams. They've knocked out some <laughs> yeah, big teams. Yeah. You know, they just knocked out big old Bayern. I, I know. You hear the sigh from Dayon over there. It's and they knocked they, out United before that. Like they, they, When they won the Europa League, they beat United in the final, right? Yeah. Like, it's it's not a... Unai Emery and his teams not in, are, aren't matter. a joke. It's no, they're... No, then no, no, no. Juma, I think, I think is a yeah, lot Juma. of their how, how did... Like, I've known of this guy for so long. Always known he's good. How do these top clubs let him go under Bournemouth, the radar yeah. away from Bournemouth? Well... Listen, a top club didn't. Villarreal took him. Villarreal is because like know, because like a Newcastle going for a Ryan Frazier, who's like eh, like barely good in that team, but yet someone has class as a Dan Juma just gets away. Like that just shows like hey, like hire me to the be your scouting staff. department. Thank you. Is always Thank the problem. You. I don't understand what they're doing. Just like Southampton, let go of Jose Font, Tadic. Well, Van that's Dijk. just money. They like you when you they, when clubs come in with like a whole bunch of money for these players, you're gonna let them go. Southampton's always done that. Southampton is the Borussia Dortmund equivalent mm-hmm. of <laughs> yeah, pretty se- much, selling players yeah. and Danny continuing Ings. on. Danny Ings, how how did they get a fee for Danny Ings? That's all I want to know. How did it go under the radar? I didn't even know about it until Danny Ings posted that he left. I was like, oh yeah, no, he went to like he it kept was it like like undisclosed, like nobody yeah. knew about it until but like he, he. It was a waste for him to go to Villa because of having people like Ollie Watkins there, where you're better off like relying on him. But, I'm calling it right now. Luis Diaz, shout out to all my Colombians out there. Luis Diaz is going to score a hat trick on Villarreal. That's the thing, bro. Like you have you have people like Luis Diaz, Ajota, Mane, what an amazing Firmino, player. Salah. Honestly, what an amazing player, Luis Diaz. I've, the stuff that he does. To be perfectly honest, he's, he's so much fun to watch. The flair is. I'm gonna be perfectly perfect. honest. This game depends on whether or not you get a class performance from Matip. Because Joe Matip has been the best center back for Liverpool this season. I'm just surprised how, you know, that he's still playing for them. I, I, well, I no, never... dude, are you kidding me? He's been better than Van Dyke this season, guaranteed. This season, he's played 10 times better than Van Dyke. Joel Matip. Yeah, I, I, 
I are I don't want to start the argument because we don't have the next four hours to discuss how Liverpool's high press defense and the success they have in winning the ball in the attacking third has made Van Dijk look very good in the defensive third. Yeah. I'm not I'm not going to talk about how dominant they are higher up the field. That's made Van Dijk look a lot better than he is. Yeah. Um, do I think Van Dijk Matip are quality? Yeah, heck yeah. Yeah, it's a good partnership. But to say Van Dijk's the best player to ever play in the Prem, the no. best center back, absolutely no. not. He doesn't break the top five. But maybe. And I sit there and just start because like, there's, there's a lot who are in the argument who haven't won a Premier League title, and sadly he has that to argue for him. And I can put company Terry, Vidic Ferdinand, Vidic Ferdinand Ricardo Carvalho, Yapstam. Like all of these guys, I mean, who yeah, you have that's a shout. You have to like five different Arsenal center backs. You oh, know, yeah. there's like you have uh, Sol Campbell. Sol Campbell. You know, but like there's so many that I think a decade from now, two decades from now, people are are might talk about Van Dyke. We're, we're always going to talk about Yapstam, right? We're always going to talk about Vidic and Terry and Ferdinand and all these guys. I think Vidic. Uh, I think Van Dyke will get and Matip. I think they'll get forgotten more than these other guys, right? No one remembers Alex from Chelsea, the Brazilian. Oh, I, do. I did. He was quality. Yeah. What but an amazing. How often do we talk about him? It you know it's yeah, so nobody. The, you know. But like if you're a Liverpool, are are you starting Van Dyke Matip? Or are you starting Van Dyke Konate? Or are you starting Konate Matip? Konate. Yeah, uh, I'm starting Matip Van Dyke because it's proven. Yeah. Not that Konate isn't, but yeah, they, that's them too. That's probably option A, but option B, if you know. Just if you if you're already up three 0 might as well just start Konate. I mean, what's the worst yeah. that can happen? So who swing? What are we picking? Are we picking a Villarreal win? Absolutely, a Liverpool, Liverpool win. Liverpool or definitely or are we picking again a draw? Because don't forget, like Liverpool did struggle a little bit against Benfica. They they only won six four aggregate. Like Benfica was supposed to fight. Where was, was is it the or was it Benfica? Benfica. No, Benfica, Benfica. 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 Sorry. Where is the match? First leg. I think First Liverpool. leg is, I think it's in uh, Anfield. If it's Anfield, 2-1 Liverpool. I say 3. I say 3-1. Yeah, it, it, I say it Jota 2 and Luis Diaz with 1. It's Anfield, yep. I think 2-1 at Anfield, and I think I think Villarreal maybe pulls like a 1-0 and they take it far. But it's also hard to not see this being... I think Villarreal will, is much better defensively than a lot of people realize. Here's the thing, if if you're able to shut down a Juve with a Vlahovic on fire right now, someone who's going supernova this season for goal scoring, I think that, that goes a lot towards your defensive standing. I mean, they stopped a Bayern in over two legs from scoring more than... More than one. Bayern scored one, one goal. One goal, that's One it. goal in two matches, that's, that's Bayern. Lewandowski's on that team. You're, you're reminding me. I understand. I mean, you know, but like to all be that fair, pain you feel, Villarreal beat Bayern two one. To know, be fair, then, they always then, kept attacking Pavard's side, and Pavard hasn't done anything since yeah, the World but, Cup. Yeah, but also like you cannot disregard Salah pulling a goal somehow, some way. Like Mo Salah is just a freak of nature. Mo Salah running down. Villarreal beat Juve four one on aggregate. I know. I just said like that. it's That's because also clumsy defending from Juve. But r- tied Real Madrid nil nil. I mean, look at some of these big matches. They, they tied Atleti two two. Yeah. Like if you go back and you look at a bunch of their matches, like it's 
they're good. They're good games. I mean, so here's the thing. So there, there's a it, possibility tough. this could be either an all English file a final or all Spanish final. I I'd, I want City, Liverpool, Villarreal, and I want Villarreal winning. Yeah, because I think Unai Emery knocking out City after knocking out Klopp and Bayern and Juve. I mean, talk about yeah. He's... Vill- if Villarreal were, were to win the Champions League this year, we always talk about the unbelievable run Chelsea made a decade ago. Or even, but, or, or even the Ajax like, who made it to the semifinal. Yeah. But like to, so win, to win it, that run, to win it, talk about a schedule to play. Yeah. You know, and they had United and Real. I mean, they had United in the group stage, United Sevilla in the group stage. Yeah. Right? Was it Sevilla? No. No. Uh, it was. Right I know they had young boys. Villarreal, Atalanta, Young Boys. Atalanta, Atalanta as a shout. So, but like that's so much respect for Unai Emery. So much, yeah. especially after he got the sack so quickly from Arsenal. Arsenal. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like there's certain managers who only thrive in like certain like leagues, and Unai Emery is your La Liga manager. Like that's the guy I'd go to if I'm a who La did, Liga who did Unai Emery take over for? Did he take over after Wenger or did he take over after somebody else? No, he took over after Wenger. They had a they had an yeah. intermediate. Like it's also that hard. You you have a high expectation because you have somebody like Wenger who you know did everything for Arsenal. We well, understand like, stepping into Ars- issues. Arsene Wenger got away with only spending five million a summer and still somehow making top four. That's the type of class manager he is. You know, it's pretty hard. You know, those are very gigantic shoes to fill, especially for Unai Emery to come. You know, from probably well, where did he come from? From French league. I'm pretty sure. Unai Emery. Yeah. Oh, wasn't he at PSG? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was at PSG. He was at PSG. He went from PSG, came over to Arsenal, had gigantic shoes to fill. Unfortunately, he couldn't do the job. Switches to Villarreal, and now, yeah, so was there. Valencia, Spartak Moscow, Sevilla, where we know he was unreal in the Europa League, to PSG, to Arsenal, to Villarreal. I mean. For someone who the biggest club he ever played for was Real Sociedad for a bit, and then he played for Toledo a little bit. That that's an impressive, impressive coaching CV. Yeah. I mean, and he wins. It's not like he doesn't win. People people think what Emery is the second rate manager, manager or whatever. I mean, he won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven trophies with PSG in his time there. He won three Europa leagues right back to back with Sevilla. Europa League runner-up with Arsenal when they lost to Chelsea. Won the Europa League with Villarreal. And he's now en route to be, you know, hopefully a finalist or a Champions League winner, if he, you know, depending on how Liverpool match goes, right? I mean, Una Emery put some respect on his name. Yeah. He deserves it. After all the slander he's gotten from his Arsenal days, he definitely deserves it. You know, and he's and he's not he's not old. He's not going anywhere anytime soon. He's 50 years old. He's He's... he's a couple years younger than Mourinho. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. He's not, and I've never, uh, you know, I've never heard of his arrogance or his ego getting in the way of things either. He's very, he's very liked by most people. You know, listen, he wins, yeah. he wins, but you have to give him time, and he'll win. Arsenal, I think, Arteta's great, but if they would have one more season. I feel like you know they would have been okay. 
if if Emery had came in, let's say after an Arteta, then they then Arsenal would have gone supernova. I think if you give Emery, Saka, Emil Smith Rowe, exactly. all the Tomiyasu, Tomiyasu, Tierney, all these players that came through, he would have been a machine. Yeah, that that Arsenal team would be that would it would be the people would not be underestimating Arsenal going in against Chelsea United. Like people would be putting their money on Arsenal. So we had so we had to pick a winner. Who is winning this game today? Liverpool. Anfield, Liverpool by one goal. I'm gonna go two one Villarreal. <gasps> Danjuma double. <laughs> Danjuma double. No, Paco Alcacer double. Serge oh. Aria double. Paco Alcacer is pretty old now, isn't he? Yeah, but he's still killing it. Paco? Yeah. yeah. Also, Raul Albiol, their captain. Oh my god, he that guy's been playing for 30, Napoli for he's like thirty six years he's, old. He, he sw- yeah, he swapped from Napoli, and he's been playing even better at Villarreal. Oh wow! Apologies to Paco Alcacer. He's only twenty eight. I feel like he. I feel really? like he's thirty five. Oh well, he's he's had that effect of like a Sterling of being in the game for so long. Yeah, no, all, I mean, respect. So you're to telling that. me when he was at Dortmund, he was twenty six, twenty five. Yeah, he was like twenty five. Yeah, he was what? young. Yeah, young. That's that's the only reason I remember is because he kept putting balls in the back of the net against Bayern, and I hated him. Yeah. So Champions League discuss what what we have to talk about now is the matches coming up during the week. Saturday we have a lot of big matches going on. We have a Newcastle Liverpool, Aston Villa Norwich, Southampton Crystal Palace, Watford Burnley, Wolf uh Wolves versus Brighton and Leeds versus City. Um on the Saturday. Real quick. Yeah. Can we can we just mention your Open League Conference League real quick? Just yeah, because, please. Oh okay, man. Okay, okay, okay. Just because I, I'm hashtag Team Moyes. All right, <laughs> absolutely not. Oh yeah, West Ham. You know, like, hashtag I, Team Kostic for me. I, 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 Go I, Frankfurt. I already have like I already have like West Ham winning it. So that's why like I've been like nah. Sure. Oh Frankfurt's quality. Frankfurt, Kostic, masterclass and, against and, and Leipzig is no joke either. That, right? Rangers out of nowhere. What? Like, you telling me uh, what's his name? Tavernier, thirty goals in thirty games as a right back. <laughs> How ridiculous is that? How? How do you? How have is he not goals? in the prem yet? I don't know. I don't understand. Like I think. Yeah. So we have some big games tomorrow. So we have Leipzig Rangers and then Frankfurt West Ham. Oh man. And dude, like I think are, it is. These are better games in the Champions League. I. Say this people all the time. I love Europa League. Now the fact that they added the Conference League. Yeah, that makes right? sense. Where we're, where we're going to get to see United next year. Um, I hope. I, <laughs> I, hope, I hope we don't get Europa League. Con- I hope we get nothing. I don't want any Europe. I but, want us to just have time. But like when you can get matchups out of nowhere. Like we have Feyenoord, Marseille, and Roma, Leicester City in the Europe. That's going to be League. an amazing game. Leicester Roma, City, Leicester. Roma. Oh, like man, hey, that's that's so much fun. That's a game. You, you, you'd have to bet a lot of money to maybe one day see that in the Champions League. It's unfortunate because you but know it's like the Europa League and the Conference League have a lot better matches this year than the Champions League does. Like you get to see Mourinho against the Premier League side. Imagine Mourinho against Brendan Rodgers. That's uh, how, how crazy. Hey, like wow. the teacher versus the student, right? Because exactly. Brendan Rodgers worked at Chelsea. Yeah. During Mourinho's first stint. Yep. Yeah. So, 
I just love that like Frankfurt knocked out Barcelona. Like, it makes me so <laughs> I do too. I absolutely love it. And I, I'm glad that a Serb scored twice. I'm not. I, I think there's a lot of people <laughs> I think there's a lot of people that would agree with you to see that they were happy Barcelona got knocked out. It would also it would have been really cool though if we were able to see like a um if we were able to see uh like a Barcelona versus West Ham. I feel like it would have been cool for a West Ham to like play their like for their first time playing a really big club internationally like that. Also, I, give credit to David Moyes. Wow. Like, here's the thing. I like I give credit to Moyes, but also he's he has probably one of the best backroom staffs that was just given to him. Like he didn't even put it together himself. Like their their recruitment, their scouting, uh, a lot of the assistants. Like they have probably one of the strongest backroom staffs you could find right now. In comparison to maybe a Liverpool or even a City, like they're it's insane the staff that they have. No, these games are definitely probably, in my opinion, one hundred percent better than Champions League games this year, guaranteed. I feel like even for both Conference League and Europa League, there's going to be goals scored and um, a lot of them scored. So, I agree. I agree. So you guys want to do Conference League, or we, or I can go right back to the Premier League. Well, what are we doing here? Oh well, um, if we're gonna talk Conference League for a quick second, I got okay. Roma winning it all. I think the winner of that match wins. I don't think the other side is too difficult, but Leicester versus Roma, so it's gonna be so cool. It is. I can't wait. And you have Chelsea United at the same time. Yeah, but I'm watching Chelsea United, of course. Like, I'll saying. be at, I'll be at FDU practice. I won't be. <laughs> <laughs> Unless <laughs> I don't think I'm feeling too well. Yeah. But, Sorry, we got we got him sick, guys. My apologies. But we we we, we we can move on to Prem. Exactly. So Premier League. All right, I'm gonna redo my overview. Can I, can I do my overview again, guys, or no? Sure, that's yeah, fine. So I already discussed blah blah Saturday Liverpool blah, blah blah whatever, and on Sunday we have Everton, Chelsea, Tottenham, Leicester. So we're gonna go top of the order. So Newcastle versus Liverpool. What are we calling for scores? Two two. Two two. Two. I feel like I feel like Liverpool are gonna score two. They're gonna take their pet uh, their foot off the gas. Saint Maximin and Hugo Almiron are just gonna have an, an, another masterclass as they did last. And they're I gonna score twice. It's gonna be four two Liverpool. Three one Liverpool for me. I just think Klopp is gonna be relentless in, in the pursuit for the Premier yeah, League title. If if there's a chance that Klopp can win a double, he's taking it this time. Well, he's not choking it. If Liverpool loses today, they lose Again, this weekend. Yeah, and yeah. I'm going to go 2-1 Newcastle if Liverpool manages to lose. Um, Okay, so Aston Villa, Norwich. I think Villa goes clear. They win yeah, it Yeah, Villa, goals. that's... Yeah, I see Villa score. Norwich, I, see... I think, are guaranteed relegation now. Yeah, Villa, 2-1 Villa. Southampton, Crystal Palace. Oof. I think I this got is... Crystal Palace. I Shout out to yeah, Sam. I, I got Crystal say, Palace. I think it's going to be like a 1-0 win for Palace. Like, it's going to be close. I got three one. Three one. Three one for you, Palace. What what Willie Zaha on a hat trick? I, um, I think I think Olise with a brace, to be perfectly honest. No, you know what I think, honestly? Zaha with two and Collar uh Collar uh Connor Gallagher. <laughs> Collar Gallagher. Um, Gallagher is gonna score one from like the top of the eighteen and just rocket it to the top left. Oh, uh, a Gnai Chaka special as we say here. Crystal Palace edges out a two one win. Eightieth plus minute winner. Yeah. Uh, next, Watford Burnley. This is actually a big game here. Go Burnley. 
I I'm going secondly, Gene K. I want Ben Foster. <laughs> shame on what Burnley did to Sean Dyche. Shame. Oh yeah, it really. Absolute was. shame. They should be ashamed of themselves. Like, how do you let him go when the season's nearly 10 over? Ten plus years. He he put you through the championship. He got you. Uh, he got you promoted and it kept you there for a good five seasons. And you sack him. It's the same thing with Bournemouth with Eddie Howe. Eddie Howe brought them all the way up, kept them in the league for so long, and just get rid of him before the season almost ends. See, that's. I don't understand the the logic and the reasoning behind that. The guy's good. Why why sack him? I I think it, I I think Burnley knows what's gonna happen. They know where they're going, and they just want to cut ties with whatever and just restart. To be perfectly honest, if I was Sean Dyche, I'd be looking for another job, another because you know he could fit anywhere. I wouldn't be surprised if he either gets a top level championship job, or if he gets one of the new. Or if he gets a job with one of the new clubs to get promoted. From the Imagine Sean Dyche with Fulham. Sean Dyche with Fulham would just be a, a, a Burnley-esque defending. They just defend. That's all Fulham would do. Yeah, no, let's not do that. Yeah, no. Full, Fulham coming up. Tim Shout Reams. out to Mr. Mitterich with 40 goals in uh, 40 Good games. for him. Jeez. Good old Tim Reams coming back, baby. Yeah. What? Nah, 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 nah. I, absolutely not. Love Tim Reams. Mitrovic, you, you have to you have to send Mitrovic somewhere. Also, Fabio Carvalho, new Liverpool signing, yeah, amazing youngster, yeah, amazing, really good. What that kid does is incredible. So I'm going Watford win two one. Emmanuel Dennis goal. Wuwek horse scores for Burnley. Oh, forgot about him. one one for me. I got I got two one. Okay, Wolves versus Brighton. I think Brighton pulls the victory here. Wolves versus Brighton. I think it's gonna be one one. I think I think I think Brighton pulls the victory because two, two this is going to be a record season for points tally wise for Brighton and plus place finish. They're going to be finishing the highest they've ever finished in their club history, <laughs> so I think they want to continue that run and try to edge out more points, especially with someone like I think a Wolves who's like right on their tail or right above them. Yeah, Wolves is literally right above Brighton. They're in eighth and Brighton's in eleventh. <laughs> yeah, no, I I believe. I'm going for a tie. I don't, uh, you know. What are we thinking? Two, 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 two. I'll go one, one. I'm, I'm going. It's gonna be a dull match. I'm I going. Agree. You know what? I'm gonna throw this out there. I'm going Six, zero. ten to twelve. Now I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> eight, eight. <laughs> Tariq Lamptey scores all eight goals. Um, the, the Harry Maguire managed to play for both teams. <laughs> I, I I think it's I think it's gonna be a three goal thriller, three one. Oh, that that's for brain. Meh, maybe I can see it happening. Yeah. I mean, it's the prime. Anything can happen. Exactly. Ten twelve could happen. Let's then, be real. <laughs> and then uh, Manchester City versus Leeds. I'm going. Go Jesse. I'm going four nil against Man City. Daniel James scores <laughs> four five goals. goals, but one gets disallowed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One gets disallowed because it hurts uh, Pep's feelings. Can I? Can I just say that Daniel James should never left Manchester United. To be Agreed. Honest. Agreed. I love Dan James. He should have never left United. United let him go. I mean, it was because he came in as, as soon as Ronaldo and Sancho come in. Where do you have a starting place? Whereas now, I guarantee you. It would be Sancho, Ronaldo, and Daniel James starting up top right now with Dan with Dan James out wide. And that's over longer. Over, I guarantee it over longer. I take Dan James over longer in a heartbeat, bro. What do you think, Buzz? Yeah, no, I agree. 
I mean, Alonga's still young, so I, I don't know. know. But like, He's shown good flashes yeah, there, hasn't dude, he? But are we not going to forget Dan James' debut against <clears throat> Chelsea? I'm going for that reason. I'm going Alonga. <laughs> <laughs> no, so that uh, Man City leads. I think Man City pulls a three nil victory. I say four nil. But honestly, yet again, like they they're coming off three, a high three, of, one of of just dominating like Real. Granted, Real came back a little bit, but still, what a class performance that day, yesterday. So it it's it's just gonna have to be. Man City 3-0. Like, I think there's no shot they choke it, especially in such a close title race where they have to win every game to make sure that Liverpool stays off them. Yeah, I'm... Liverpool have definitely no margin for error. No. Not in the City. They let one thing slip up, they're done. And now we have Everton-Chelsea. Go Lampard. I see see five goals for Donny (laughs) Van de Beek against Chelsea. (laughs) Rudiger's gonna stop defending because he doesn't care about Chelsea anymore. Now, now, <laughs> imagine the scenes. He just just lets everybody go by. Now, to all of our listeners out there, stop laughing because I know the thought of Chelsea to Everton seems funny, but it's so real. <laughs> it's so real. No, no. Ready, 90th minute, tied at one one. On comes Everton's new number eight, Frank Lampard, subs himself off her. <laughs> yeah. Set piece from 35 yards, buries it, top bins. I wouldn't doubt it, to be perfectly honest. Hey, but no, 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 he's not in a uniform. He's put his kit on <laughs> over his over his suit. <laughs> he's playing in the... In he's his... playing his loafers. And and he hits a strike from distance, reminding people why he is the greatest midfielder to ever play on Merseyside. <laughs> oh, Chelsea, Chelsea by three goals. I don't think it's a three. I say one one and a red card to Chelsea because Richarlison is a pigeon. So a pigeon. Um, so he, he's gonna definitely get double sided right I, in the chest. Just to be clear, I love Richarlison. So do I. I, do. I would take my Chelsea. Are you kidding? I, I, I you know what I think is gonna happen? I think Everton goes down, and then Man City are gonna go in for a bid because they would not mind the the attacking backup for having another striker in their lineup. See, I they need a striker. Yeah, yeah, but City like, that, strike. Well, I, I I was supposedly Holland guaranteed, supposedly. Why not? There's it's nothing. There's, yeah, there, there's nothing wrong with having Richarlison as a backup. I, like I would not doubt that. I hate him. I think Richarlison would fit fit in well at City. Actually, he'd fit phenomenally at City. I started hating him when he started doing that little thing against Manchester United. We started dribbling well, off his head. Uh, I I also see him fitting well at like Spurs if Kane leaves. God yeah. forbid, stamp. I, I God think for Charleston fits anywhere. I think I think he's a good signing for any club in the Prem, outside maybe Liverpool. Yeah, because yeah. but like I also see like for Charleston, I don't I don't I don't think he'd be much of a surprise like being good at like a Richarlison's Juve I think and Inter only and Milan. Issue is gonna be his wage, what he's gonna ask for, because right now he's getting paid a lot at Everton. Like right now he's getting paid like I think three fifty a week. Yeah, that's and that's that's been this issue, right? That's why everyone's worried about Everton going down because Everton has no relegation clauses in any of their players' contracts. Oh, so all the players at Everton, you're looking at Allen, Decore. Yeah, all of them are still gonna wow. be getting paid hundreds of thousands a week if they get relegated. Imagine Allen going from Napoli thinking he's going to get a nice Premier League move, stay in the Premier League, goes to Everton. Did you not see the other day? He only got two complete passes. Yeah. And they were both from kickoff. 
<laughs> Poor Allen. I love him, but like at the beginning of the season, we were talking about how important he would be and what a great <laughs> what a great midfield they built. Oh my god! <laughs> Talk about going downhill quickly. That's because that's what happens when you remove Ancelotti from all these great players that have no support over there. It's just it's just GGs. It's a wrap. So Chelsea Everton. I think Chelsea pulls the victory. Everton one one <laughs> red card to Richarlison getting. I can't believe double started in the face. How good that Everton team was supposed to be. Oh my god! Yeah, like they need they need to put Lane Baines backs? back on the pitch. Uh, their center backs it's uh Holgate and Kane and and usually Yerry Mina but he's injured. Oh god, Yerry Mina is actually class for them. He's always getting injured. See, I see why. I see the, well, why they're in eighteenth place. Uh, but Leighton Baines has come out of retirement to save their season. A couple, a couple, a couple. Yeah, Seamus Coleman set pieces. A, another a couple free kicks. Yeah, insane. All right, next Tottenham Leicester City, a very big game here, guys. Huge, because this game can decide whether or not Tottenham finishes top four. I think my good old friend, the the Red Bull drinker before the games, Mister Jamie Vardy, who was going to have a party. Oh, yeah, a, a Red Bull and a bogey right before he goes on the pitch. It used to work like 20, 30 years ago. Like 30 years ago, that, that worked for every footballer. Oh, th- 30 years ago, they'd be, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, well. Uh, Fowler? Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, hand of God goal scorer Diego Maradona. Um, Rest in peace. Yes, may God bless his soul. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, Jamie Hardy's so good. I think it would be a shootout. It's going to be like a 3-2 win. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I think I I, I, I agree think with Leicester loses three two. Oh, I I switch. I think they win three two. I, I just think Antonio Conte. I think honestly, Kane's finally like back to form. That's but that's always Harry Kane, which really annoys me. Harry Kane has like really has a really garbage three months, and then he's like, okay, let me turn it on now, and then just goes crazy. Yeah. Right. Suddenly. All right. Let's play. And then and then Huming Son. By the way, he I think he's second in the Premier League for oh, Golden sunny. Boot. Like you can't, you cannot, you cannot underestimate Huming Son. Agreed. Along Agreed. with Mister Steven Bergwijn, who was supposed to leave. Kulishevsky. Oh, yeah, Dan Kulishevsky. Yes. Uh, Amazing Lucas Mora when he's fit. Lucas Mora, you know, single-handedly brought freaking Tonham to the Champions League final. The, the Danish the, destroyer of Hoiberg in the midfield. Like, it's just tough because Leicester have been so off this season in comparison to what they used to be that it's like they've been going up, 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 up. And, and then it, I, don't, I don't think they've hit their peak. I think their ride just sort of messed up a little bit and they've dropped a few tracks, you know. they This has been really a backwards season for them. Yeah. Um, it's been that one little roller coaster that just goes in a circle. <laughs> just goes up and then goes right back down and then goes up and then goes right back down. I think it's... Yeah, I don't know what to think. I it, it's it's gonna be interesting. I mean, Spurs, dude, they it they don't win this match. It might not matter whether or not they beat Arsenal. Yeah, because Arsenal might be just be running free. You know. Also, I mean, Conte. I heard Conte is supposed to be doing a swap with Pochettino. That's supposed to be going to PSG, and Pochettino is supposed to be returning to uh, Tottenham. I, I don't think. I don't think that's not happen. gonna happen. Are you kidding? Uh, Conte, I think would 
have murdered somebody at PSG. Yeah, no, like yeah, he's he's, nah. he's gonna two foot tackle someone in the first train. Me- yeah, two me- foot Messi, tackle me- Messi. Messi's gonna anger like anger him, like say something to him, and he's just gonna hop up and like drop kick him. That's what's gonna happen. Yeah, no. Messi. Him and Neymar are gonna get into a fist fight brawl <laughs> in the, yeah, into like, the locker he'll, room. He'll, he'll drop Neymar in a heartbeat. He does not care. Yeah, I see. Being a huge fan of Antonio Conte's, honestly, he's just. He's not gonna want to deal with those egos. He's gonna br- he's gonna bring someone like Gattuso in. He'd be like, "All right, my friends here to teach you guys a lesson." Yeah, and, and, Gattuso and, and Ibra. And like at that time, the medical staff will also be on site. Like, Double. Double that, that, staff. But that's what I love about Antonio Conte. You're all in or you're out. Yeah. Along with uh, Mauricio Sarri. Yeah, he's yeah, crazy. Po- what, yeah, he's also, okay. also Poch is the same thing though. Like Poch, you know, he gets the best out of his teams mm. because. It's either you're all in or you're all out. Like that's that's how it worked for him at, at Tottenham. Anytime he had a falling out with a player, it's because the player didn't believe in the vision, so they were dropped from the team. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, I think he is very, 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 exactly <laughs> confusing because Poch is. Very. I don't is. think PSG was the best <laughs> move for him. Nah, it was. It was the worst movie he could have made. You know, I really thought he was gonna, he was going to end up at like United or something. Absolutely. <laughs> you gotta understand. United, I don't think Pochettino would ever touch United. Wouldn't have worked for Poch either, just because the no. Board, I don't think, but I think the, that's the board is so delusional there that I, the only person who I see working there is a ten hog. To be perfectly honest. And even him. He, it, they either have to give him what he needs, or he won't be there long either. They have to back him fully from uh, from day well, from now. Well, what people have to understand is that with a Ten Hag coming in, they have to get like get rid of any thought possible of we're winning something of just let it happen. Like we we have to treat our team as if we're Leicester. Just let it happen. We can't we can't have these expectations of Champions League and winning and all this stuff. We have to just take it by the wayside and hope hope for the best. That's going to be the only way it's going to work. Yeah, um, except if Ten Hag has to go in and get his hands dirty at United, are does FIFA allow you to sign a whole new a whole new squad in one well, transfer window? Here's the thing: we're gonna be supposedly losing ten players. Uh, Lingard's gone. Uh, Martial is definitely, but, but, and you need that. Listen, sometimes we just you need, need to clear everything. It's out. a band aid. Rip it off. Mata's going. Matic is going. Jones is going. Lingard's Which, going. I love the fact that Mata and Matic are still two players who in. The, the time they spent at Chelsea, they're still known for, wow, when they were at Chelsea, these guys were good. Well, no, Mata, he... He won the Champions League at Chelsea, which isn't know, fair to United. Know, but he fell off. He should have been an all-time Premier League great. Because the Mata, Mata, no, but, yeah, but Mata when he, his first three seasons at United, was phenomenal. I don't think there was nothing wrong with Mata But his all. best season at United would have been one of his okay seasons at Chelsea. Like, he was... You have to remember he he had more goals and assists than anyone in the Chelsea squad when he was. He was, he's a forgotten player. His style of play is being more and more forgotten yeah. as time goes on. Someone who like at Chelsea, people are like, oh, where does Mata play? Oh, everywhere. He kind of just shows up the, wherever he, I could fit him. He's yeah. the equivalent of a David Silva, though. Yeah, exactly. Honest. That whole yeah. that whole style of midfielder, you know, is is being lost and. Mata was phenomenal at it. Like he just pick he he'd pick up the ball in, in random spaces, and he just made things happen. You know, Ma- Mata and Rooney were the reason why we didn't finish twelfth that first <laughs> yeah, season. Yeah, fair enough. Is. 
<laughs> I- I'll give that to you. Yeah, fair enough. Matic also. Matic has done a lot for Chelsea and United. Yeah, United, dude. I, I, I said, I kept, I keep saying this. If Matic was five years younger, man, yeah. he'd be so good in United midfield. Matic, like, like when, he, when he was tearing it up and winning league titles at Chelsea and stuff, he was so the good. Issue Top now bins with, against with... Tottenham. <laughs> oh man, I still remember what Chris mean, what Zuma's about, reaction. Well, against Crystal oh. Palace. Yeah, that one so too. For outside United, the box. outside the box, just bangs it. So yeah, you got when you, when you got Pogba and who I don't know who else was screaming at him. Don't no, don't shoot. Yeah. And then he's like, you know who I am? Bang. <laughs> when Matic hit that shot against Spurs at Wembley. Disgusting. My dad and I are sitting on oh, our God. couch at my room, and we're just watching the game. The second he lines up for it, no! And then we're like, oh! And we go crazy for it. And we look at each other, we just start laughing. We're like, oh, like we both have the same. We're like, no, oh my God, yes! And oh, my dad, like, oh, it's strike. so memorable. I think. Next week, let, let, let's let's take some time to talk about forgotten Premier League players. Because I think Juan Mata, for example, is one of those guys He's who... He's going to be a forgotten Premier League player. Like, it's such a shame. The quality. The quality. Phenomenal. Phenomenal player. You know? He's almost like a Michael Carrick who doesn't get it, doesn't get it disgust enough. Who, on his day, Michael Carrick was, just, was top notch. Are you notch. kidding me? You had, a, you had a midfield three of, what was it? It was Michael Carrick, Darren Fletcher, and Paul Scholes at one point. Like, think about it. Like... Granted, like no offense to Darren Fletcher, but you had Michael Carrick and Paul Scholes carrying you in a midfield. Big you know? Fletch, big Fletch. Yeah, I think. Yeah, no, it's a shame to see the United midfielders that uh, of, of days past. And then you have people like McTominay. No offense, like he's a he's a professional, but he's not a United player. Like I see him starting for a Leicester <sighs> or all, all a Leeds say. or an Aston Villa. I think McTominay would actually be decent at West Ham when Rice leaves. Exactly. The, I, McTominay I agree would with that do too. well at Leicester. McTominay also could do, do, uh, do good in the Bundesliga. I could see him fitting at Dortmund. But that's the point I'm trying to make. Like, he, he, that would be interesting to see. McTominay, he, Emery Chan, and uh, Jude Bellingham? Yeah, no, that would be totally yep. interesting to so, see. So, guys, we were actually entering the final minute of our, ga- of our time, but we have a quick uh, surprise appearance from someone. Let me say hi. What up? On wait, volumes up. Maz, welcome back. Actually, Maz has been one of the first few guests on the show. He came for a little surprise appearance. How's it going, fellas? How are we doing? We we're just finishing up our discussion here as we're nearing our end. Would you like to say anything? I would just like to say that Real Madrid is going to come back and take the entire Champions League. <laughs> All right, that, that's my mic take. drop. Talk about <laughs> a hot take. That's, that's his hot <laughs> take. That's his <laughs> hot take. <laughs> and everybody, thank you so much for coming here. This is uh, top of the hour WMC Upper Montclair, and this is Matt. Thanks, Hardy. Yeah, yeah.